This recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org. Innalhamdulillahi nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'gfiruhu. Wa na'udhu billahi min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. Man yahdihillahu falamudilla lah. Wa man yudlil falahadiya lah. Wa ashadu an la ilaha illa allahu wahdahu la sharika lah. وأشهد أن محمدًا عبده ورسوله وأن عيسى عبد الله ورسوله وكلمته ألقاها إلى مريم وروح منه صلوات الله وسلامه عليهم أجمعين أحبتي في الله يقول الله عز وجل يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اوصيكم نفسي بتقوى الله والاحسان فان الله مع الذين تقوا والذين هم محسنون احبتي في الله من brothers and sisters as Muslims, among the beautiful characteristics of our religion is that we are the believers, al-mu'minun. And we are called the believers because we believe in all that we are supposed to believe in, in its most correct manner, without any ghulu, without any excessiveness or transgression, nor do we disbelieve in anything that we were required to believe in. We believe in Allah as we should. We believe in the messengers, all of them as we should. We believe in the unseen, the angels, the books, the qadr of Allah, the hereafter. This is what it means to be someone that is a mu'min, a believer. And we believe in all of the messengers. To deny one is to become a disbeliever. One prophet of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to deny him is to become a disbeliever among the tenets of our faith and among the pillars of iman is to believe in the messengers wabir rusul. And that includes, ikhwani fillah, the messenger that I want to speak about today, which is Isa alayhi salam. Prophet Isa alayhi salam. And I'm sure most of you know about him and have heard about him and believe in him and love him like we should. Our messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi salam said a beautiful statement. He said, we are, we are closer to Isa than anyone else. وَنَحْنُ أَوْلَى بِهِ وَأَحَقَّ مِنْ Isa is our prophet. Isa is our prophet. We as Muslims have more claim to him than any other faith. We as Muslims have more claim to him than any other faith, no matter what they say. And we have the correct understanding of who he was. And inshallah ta'ala in this khutbah, I just want to share with you who was Isa alayhi salam looking at the Quran. How did Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speak about him? Now, Ikhwani Fillah, Isa alayhi salam was from the prophets of Banu Israel, which is very interesting because to be among a people, you must be a descendant from them. But how can Isa be a descendant from Banu Israel when he did not have a father? How can he be a descendant of Banu Israel when he did not have a father? Prophet Muhammad was Quraysh because his father was Quraysh, his grandfather was Quraysh. The thing is, with Isa alayhi salam, you all know he did not have a father, which is because he was born in a miraculous way. But his mother was from Banu Israel. Maryam was from the Banu Israel. 
And as we know, in a hadith of the Prophet wasallam, that one time the Prophet met with the Ansar. And among them, they were, he was meeting with a particular tribe, and among them was a young boy. And the Prophet asked about this young boy, and he said, well, he's not from our tribe per se, but one of our uh, woman folk gave birth to him. She married from a different tribe, and, she, and he said, he's among you. Meaning, you are among the tribe of your mother as well. So Prophet Isa is from Ben Israel because his mother was Ben Israel. Because his mother was Ben Israel, so that's why he's mentioned among these prophets. But he did not have that lineage because he was born without a father. And one might think, well, that is kind of crazy to be born without a father. That should make him the most special prophet. But there were others that were born without a father as well. And Allah speaks about this in the Quran. Adam alayhi salam, who was his father? Who was his mother? Allah created him without a father nor a mother. And Allah speaks about it in the Quran. Hawa, our mother, the mother of Ummul Bashar humanity. Who was her mother and father? The concept that one can be born without any father or mother is something we have seen before, heard of before. Isa wasn't the first one, alayhi salatu wasalam. He wasn't the first one. So what was the point of this? It was supposed to be a miracle that the people can see it as a sign of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The birth, the virgin birth of Mary or Maryam, the birth of Isa alayhi salam without a father. This whole story was supposed to be a reminder for everyone. Inna Allah ala kulli shayin qadir. Allah is capable of doing whatever Allah wants. Whether that is having creation through conventional means or otherwise. Allah says in the Quran, talking about Maryam and Isa, وَجَعَلْنَاهَا وَبَنَاهَا آيَةً لِلْعَالَمِينَ And we have made her, Maryam, and her son, Isa, آيَةً, a sign. It was many years ago when Adam was created, just in case people have forgotten the power of Allah, Allah creates a man without a father. So this is who he was. He was he's considered from the prophets of Banu Israel. He was born without a father. He was related to Prophet Yahya alayhi salam. He was the maternal cousin of Prophet Yahya alayhi salam. The maternal cousin of Prophet Yahya alayhi salam. And his mother Maryam was raised by Yahya's father Zakariya. This is a whole family of prophets and righteous people. Chosen by Allah, like Allah says in the Quran, in Surah Ali Imran, Inna Allah has tafa Adam. Allah has chosen Adam. Wa Ibrahim, wa Ali Imran, wa Ali Ibrahim, wa Ali Imran al Alamin, and also the family of Ibrahim and the family of Imran. Imran was the father of Maryam, the great the grandfather of who? Oh, of Isa alayhi salam from his mother's side. So now that we know who he is, you all know how he was born. Uh, Maryam, a righteous person. Again, the story in Surah Imran and Maryam is very detailed. You have Maryam's mother making a promise to Allah that she will give what she was carrying a child. Oh Allah, this child, I give him up to you in service, in the service of your ibadah. And then she gave birth to a daughter expecting a son. And she complains to Allah or speaks to Allah about it. And she mentioned, Oh Allah, inni wada'tuha untha. Oh Allah, I have given birth to a girl. And men are not like women, especially when it comes into the field of ibadah. But then yet, did she keep her promise? Yes. Maryam became one that grew up in a place of worship, raised by Zakaria alayhi salam. And the story continues. An interesting point is, she makes dua to Allah, Oh Allah, I ask you to protect her, Maryam, and her offspring, which is who? 
Isa from the shaitan. The, our messenger sallallahu alayhi wa mentioned an interesting statement. He said, every child when they are born, they cry. And this is because the shaitan touches them except for two, Maryam and Isa. Allah accepts her dua. So Isa is born, and this is a known story. And when he was born, there was she was worried that she was to be seen as a woman that committed fornication. Where did this child come from? How are you being as a child with no father? But she was a righteous woman. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he gave her this child, Jibreel came to her in the form of a man, Basharan Sawiyya. And he said to her that he was sent by Allah, to give you a pure son, a righteous child. And among the scriptures in the Quran of Isa alayhi salam is, Al-Muhim, she gives birth, she brings him back, and she, this is one of the first miracles we see about Isa alayhi salam. When they ask her, يَا أُخْتَ هَارُونَ مَا كَانَ أَبُوكِ مَرَأَسَوْءٍ وَمَا كَانَتْ أُمُّكِ بَغِيَّةٍ They said to her, Oh, أُخْتَ هَارُونَ Now, أُخْت means what? Sister of Harun. But Harun was years before Maryam. So why are they calling her the sister of Harun? She was similar in Harun in her worship. She was similar in Harun in her devotion. So they used to tell her, to call her أُخْتَ هَارُونَ So they say, your father was a great man. Your mother wasn't someone that would sleep around. How dare you bring a child to us? And then she was commanded to point. فَأَشَارَدْ إِلَيْهِ And then Isa spoke as a child. Isa spoke as a child. And what did he say? إِنِّي عَبْدُ اللَّهِ آتَانِيَ الْكِتَابِ وَجَعَلِنِي نَبِيَّ I am a servant of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And he gave a beautiful sermon. As a child, as a baby. One of the first miracles you'll see from Isa alayhi salam, but there are many more that were mentioned in the Quran and in the Sunnah. What's interesting is, perhaps this is the reason why Isa should be raised above all the prophets. He spoke as a baby. What was the one before? He was created without a father, but we are been told in the Quran he wasn't the only one. So if he deserves to be worshipped because he had no father, then we should probably worship who? Adam as well. But that's not the case. Well, he spoke as a baby. He's not the only one that spoke as a baby as well. The Prophet said in the hadith, there were three that spoke as children. And it's a famous hadith. One of them was the sahibu Jarir, the companion of Jarir. And I've spoken about Jarir and his companion, that story in a previous khutbah. But there were three that the Prophet mentioned that spoke as infants. And Prophet Isa was among them. And this was among his miracles. Now, when Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala speaks about Isa alayhi salam, he mentions that he would eat. And what is the significance of mentioning that he would eat? That he needed sustenance. That he wasn't one that was to be deified. If he needed to eat to survive, he cannot be God. And that's why Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ وَأُمُّهُ صِدِّيقَ كَانَ يَأْكُلَانِ الطَّعَامِ Him and his mother would eat food. Meaning they were in need. Meaning they were people. Regular people. Now when we say regular people, they were the most righteous Isa being a prophet of Allah among the greatest prophets and Maryam being a Siddiqah. Now, that being said, Ikhwani Fillah, this is a very important fact that we must remember regarding all the prophets. They are all Abdullah, Ibadullah, servants of Allah, worshippers of Allah. Meaning, Abdun Fala Yu'bad. He is a servant of Allah, thus he must not be worshipped. Warasulun Fala Yukadab. He is the messenger of Allah, thus he must not be denied or disbelieved in. Now, Allah, among the things Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions about Isa in the Quran, uh, that comes often is who he was. 
He said to the people, إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ يَا بَنِي إِسْرَائِيلَ إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ مَا الْمَسِيحُ بْنَ مَرْيَمْ إِلَّا رَسُولٌ So he was a messenger. As Muslims, we are right there in the middle. We believe he was a servant of Allah and among the greatest messengers. So we don't deny him like the Yahud did. Nor do we deify him like the Nasara did. And this is the wasatiyah of Islam. He is among the Ulul Azm of the Prophets. Now what does Ulul Azm mean? There are five Prophets or Messengers that are seen as more beloved to Allah, more righteous than the rest. And the most righteous Prophet, Sayyidul Bashar, the best of the best, is Rasulullah Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, followed by Ibrahim, the Khalil of Allah, followed by Musa, Kalimullah, followed by Isa, Ruhullahi wa Kalimatuhu, and Prophet Nuh alayhi salam. These are the five greatest prophets, and Isa is right there up them. Thus, he deserves this great status. He deserves to be mentioned. He deserves to, be, to learn more about who he was. He is Ghulam and Zakiya. Among the interesting Allah says about Isa in the Quran is, وَإِنَّهُ لَعِلْمٌ لِلسَّاعَةِ Indeed, he is among the signs of the hour. How is Isa among the signs of the hour? He will come back. And his coming back will be a sign that judgment day is near. Among the way Allah describes in the Quran that he is Ruhullah, the spirit of Allah. Now this might confuse some people. What's going on there? Spirit of Allah. We all have spirits. This is the Ruh, that which gives us life. It's blown into you when you are a fetus in your mother's womb and it leaves you when you die. It is your soul. It is your spirit. It is your Ruh. And we don't have a lot of information about the Ruh when Allah says in the Quran, we don't know much about its nature. What is it? That which gives us life and leaves us. But there are some things that we were told about it. Among the things that we know is our ruh, that which makes us who we are, allows us to speak, to walk around, to live. And when it leaves us, we drop dead, was created before our bodies. The arwah were created before the ajsam. So they existed before this body. One of, once someone gave an example on time, it's like a phone and a SIM card. Allah knows best, Right? They can exist separately. The phone has no fun- good function unless you put the SIM card in. This is the ruh. It leaves you when you die. But interestingly enough, this ruh, a, there is a hadith of the Prophet ﷺ where he said, Al-arwah junood mujannada fama ta'araf minha i'talafa wa ma ta'nakara minha i'khtalafa. The arwah are like uh, troops that, are, that have come together. Junood, troops. Those who knew each other previously will have a connection now. What does this mean? We mentioned earlier that your ruhs existed, all of our ruhs, before. Have you ever had the feeling when you met someone you've never met before and you have an instant connection? You can talk for hours. There is, and someone you meet and there isn't that connection. Or someone you're related to but you don't really get along and there isn't any enmity towards you, you just don't click. The reason for this is that the Prophet ﷺ explained the arwah that knew each other or were near each other or have met before they were put into the bodies have that connection. Have that connection. And this is why I believe it was Ibn Hajar that said from the lessons we learn from this hadith is if you meet someone and you don't instantly click or you feel like that you don't get along, then that is probably because your ruhs are meeting for the first time. So you shouldn't be like, you know what, X this person up. No, you need to overcome that. Give the person a chance. You've just, this is the first impression, 
right? This is very interesting. So the ruh is, we don't have a lot of information about it. Coming back to Prophet Isa alayhi salam, Allah calls him Ruhullah, the spirit of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And some people think, well, he's mentioned in conjunction with Allah. Thus, it must mean something more. No, ikhwani fillah. It is the same thing as when we say, Baytullah, the house of Allah. The house of Allah, it means the place we worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. This idafa, ruhullah, baytullah. Oh, when Prophet Salih said about the she-camel, naqatullah, the camel of Allah. It doesn't mean that it's something that is from Allah in a different way. It is from the creation of Allah. But it's mentioning here, mentioned here in conjunction with Allah because it is special, because it's being honored. This is why we say ruhullah, wa kalimatuhu, and he was the word of Allah. Isa was the word of Allah. What does this mean? It means he was created not through the conventional way of conceiving by with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saying kun. Allah said be and he was. So the word is kun. This is why you hear often الذي أمره بين الكافي والنون The one who's uh, when, when Allah wants something to happen Allah just says kun and it is. So, Isa kana min kun. He came from the word kun. Be and he was. This is what it means that he is the word of Allah. Ruhullahi wa kalimatuhu. So we believe he is ruhullah. We believe he is kalimatullah. We believe that he was this person described in the Quran. What was his message, ikhwani fillah? Allah says in the Quran that his message was what? Inni abdullahi atani al-kitai wa ja'alni nabiyan wa ja'alni mabarakan ayna ma kunt wa usani bis-salati wa zakati. He called to pray. To give charity. This was the message of Isa alayhi salam. Before that, what is his message? Worship Allah alone. Rabbi wa rabbukum. Your Lord and my Lord. His message was tawheed. His message was salah. His message was zakat. Wabarram bi walidati. Isa's message was to be good to your parents. He said, I will be as good as I can and as beautiful to my mother. This was Isa alayhi salam's message. And another thing that is mentioned in the Quran is that he said, Ya Bani Israel. إِنِّي رَسُولُ اللَّهِ إِلَيْكُمْ مُصَدِّقًا لِمَا بَيْنَ يَدَيَّ مِنَ التَّوْرَاتِ وَمُبَشِّرًا بِرَسُولٍ يَأْتِي مِنْ بَعْدِهِ اسْمُ أَحْمَدٍ So Isa said, I came here to confirm that which came before, which is the message of Musa, Torah, and to also give you the glad tidings of a messenger to come, which was Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. This was his da'wah. It was tuheed, it was salah, it was zakat, it was birul walidain, it was an yubashira bi Muhammadin sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Now, among the things that we should know about Isa alayhi salam, of course, which is discussed often, is his death. Or did he die? He didn't die, of course. He didn't die. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala saved him from the mu'amara of the Yahud. So Isa was a prophet, and he was walking around the Ben Israel, and he had Hawariyun disciples, and he was calling them and teaching them about Allah, about the laws of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. He was given a book called Injil. And then... Some people didn't like his message, just like they didn't like the message of Prophet Muhammad, just like Musa had enemies, Isa salam had enemies as well. And they tried to kill him. Now, it is interesting that there's two quotes of who tried it. Now, we know who was behind it. It was the, the Yehud that didn't like his message, denied him to be a prophet, and wanted to kill him. But there are two instances that, instance that are mentioned that led to the eventual, uh, the, the, the whole cross uh, and Allah taking him, which was one, that among his disciples was a man that betrayed him. And here, right now, what I'm talking about, we are talking about the akhbar of the Banu Israel. So this is things that we can relay, but not necessarily confirm. Whenever the Sahaba relayed this, these things with us. So there's two calls. One was that Yehuda 
or Judas, was uh, he started disbelieving in Isa, and he, he pointed to where he was to the people that then eventually wanted to kill him. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is a punishment, and this is where we go back to the story of the Quran, they didn't kill Isa alayhi salam, they didn't put him on the cross, but it, was made, it, it made him appear like that. Meaning, there was a person that Allah turned into Isa alayhi salam, how Isa looked like, and he was killed, and that this was Judas or Yehuda himself, and Allah knows best. There's another qisa that is mentioned, that was relayed by Ibn Abbas, mawqufan, meaning he, it's mentioned from him. Uh, and so this is not a hadith from Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. And Ibn Kathir mentioned this as well, which is that Isa alayhi salam knew they were coming after him. He knew that they were trying to kill him. And he was sitting with his companions, his disciples. And he told them, which one among you is willing to sacrifice himself on my behalf and he will be given Jannah. And he will be given Jannah, darajatan indi. And then a young man stood up and said, Ana ya Rasulullah. I'm willing to sacrifice myself so I can be with you in Jannah. And then Prophet Isa didn't like this particular individual because he was young. And he said, no, not you, sit down. Who else? But then he stood up again. And then finally, it was him that was made uh, to appear like Isa. And he was the one that was killed on the cross. And this makes him a martyr for Isa alayhi salam, for Allah's sake. And he will be promised the darajah in Jannah. And Allah also knows best. Was it the one that betrayed him? Or was it this young man that believed in him? Allah knows best. And the thing is, these types of stories, and it looks like even this story is from, from, the, from the Israeliyat, they can be relayed, but we cannot necessarily believe in them the same way we believe in the statement of the Quran and the Sunnah. And Allah knows best. Another thing that we must mention is, of course, Isa's return alayhi salam. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله ولكم ولسلم من كل ذنب فاستغفروه إنه هو الغفور الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والعاقبة المتقين ولا عدوان إلا على الظالمين إخواني في الله I'm sorry if I um, uh, if this is going longer than it should um, one of the main things as Muslims we believe in is the return of Isa عليه السلام because he was not killed we just mentioned that Allah says in the Quran and confirms in the Quran that he was saved. And he ascended towards Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah raised him up. And we know that Prophet Muhammad met Isa السلام, in the night journey. And we know that he will come back. How do you know he'll come back? It is in the Quran. Two ayahs refer to this. One is, that he is among the signs of the hour. Another one is, when Allah subhanahu and there's not one among the Ahl Kitab, except they will believe in him before he dies. Who dies? Before Isa dies. So Isa will come back, and then the Ahl Kitab will believe in him. So uh, this ayah is also referring, depending on where you put the tamir, uh, uh, but al-muhim, these two verse ayat, and there are many ahadith, of course, many ahadith, of course, that refer to the coming back of Isa as well. And he will come back. And we must believe that he will come back. And when he comes back, he will come back during a difficult period because it is a time where the Dajjal is present, where the Mahdi is also present, and the Prophet ﷺ said that he will come back and he will come during Fajr time. He will descend from the heavens during Fajr time, holding the wings of two angels, his hair dripping, water dripping from his hair, as if he just had a shower. And he will descend during Fajr time and the Mahdi will be present 
with the believers. And where will this be? It will be in Damascus, in Damascus, in the east of Damascus, in the Minarat al-Bayta. So this is what the Prophet described. He will come back. And then, of course, when the Muslims see him, when the Mahdi sees him, they will tell him, lead the prayer. But he will be led. He will be led by, uh, the, the, he, he will pray in the rose. He will, he will not lead that prayer. And uh, the Prophet described how he looked like, saying that he had reddish white skin color. And that he uh, was someone that was not tall, too tall, nor too short. And that when he comes... This is when he will be started looking for the Dajjal. And he will find him in Palestine and eventually kill him. And as soon as the Dajjal, who has been creating chaos and havoc around the world, sees him, he will shrink. And then Isa salam, will kill him. And this is when years of prosperity will come. Isa will become the leader. The Prophet said in the hadith, فَيَكُونُ حَكَمًا عَدْلًا مُقْسِطًا He will be a judge, a ruler that is just. And it will be a time of affluence. And food will be in abundance. And people will have, and every, it will be a time of peace and prosperity. When Isa comes back for about seven years, and then he will die at the age of 40. When you combine all of the hadith, because there's one hadith where the Prophet ﷺ said, Isa will stay on the earth for 40 years. And another narration mentions seven. So the scholars had to combine those two, and the understanding is, Ikhwanifillah, that he was raised by Allah at the age of 33. And when he comes back, add seven to that, that gives you 40. I'll conclude here, inshallah ta'ala, there is much to say about our beloved Prophet Isa alayhi salam, and one khutbah isn't enough, one lecture isn't enough, and I encourage all of you, learn more about the prophets, learn more about our messenger, and the others, and Prophet Isa, because they are your prophets, they are your hero, these stories are our legacies, we should learn from them, take lessons from them. So, inshallah ta'ala, I conclude here, صلوا على النبي كما أمركم الله تعالى حيث قال إن الله ملائكة يصلون على النبي يا أيها الذين آمنوا صلوا عليه وسلموا تسليم اللهم صل على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما صليت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم إنك حميد مجيد ربنا أتنا في الدنيا حسنة وفي الآخرة حسنة وقنا عذاب النار اللهم لا تفرق جمعنا هذا إلا بذنب مغفور وصعي مشكور وعمل متقبل المبرور اللهم اجعل خير عمرنا وآخره وخير عملنا خواتمه وخير أيامنا يوم نلقاك فيه this recording was produced by Green Lane Masjid. For more information on the activities and services the mosque provides, please visit www.greenlanemasjid.org.